A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Let's fuck around and find out what our friends have to say. <laughs> Leave this in. <laughs> okay. Hello, Hello, babies. Babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? <laughs> no, I was trying to fill, fill more space by... I mean, yes, I was. <laughs> Oh, Lisa. Oh, um, no. oh, my goodness. Happy New Year, Lisa. Happy New Year. It's a new year. It's 2023. Isn't that fucked up? It's a little bit fucked up. <laughs> Isn't I that f- a really messed up thing to say? <laughs> I feel like we skipped right from 2021 to 2023 and 2022 didn't happen. Didn't exist. Didn't exist. Yeah. Also, whenever people talk about 2019, I'm like, oh, last year? Yeah. <laughs> What happened? Have you? That was a full presidential term ago. It was. I can't believe Biden's been in office for two years. Have you made your ins and outs list yet for 2023? Of, of your... Wait, first of all, Biden's been in office for three years. Wait, what? <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 two years, two. two years. Sorry, sorry. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, no, I no, no, fully no. believed that I was wrong. <laughs> Because I thought it had just been one year, and then no, it's just two. It's been two. Uh, yeah. Okay. What in, is time? In an out list, at in admitting you're wrong. <laughs> out being mean. <laughs> God, yeah. You and I were talking about those lists that everyone is doing right now. Who started this? <laughs> who started what? this? Motherfucker. <laughs> I think. Yeah, they're just, they're funny. I made a stupid list of yeses and nos, but I just posted it on my Patreon. I'm not posting that shit on main. You did a yes and a no list instead of an in and an out list? Yeah, I did yeses and nos. And it was just stupid shit. What was on it? <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Tell me. Um. So yes, bodysuits. I just got two bodysuits. I've never worn a bodysuit before, so I'm going to try bodysuits. Oh, my gosh. Please let me know how it works, because that's one of those things that I'm like. I've seen them. I've been like, I don't they don't make sense to me, but there's got to be a reason why everyone wears them. They're so weird because it's a shirt that's also your underwear and it goes up your ass. Like, I don't understand. And it snaps. Is it supposed to also act as your underwear? Yeah, you don't wear underwear under them. I mean, I guess you could, but like you don't you it is your underwear and then <laughs> so I wore, I wore one what? so I wore one on on New Year's and like you know I have to pee all the time I have to pee like every 45 minutes so I was just like constantly snapping and unsnapping this thing so it did like take extra time in the bathroom but it wasn't that bad um okay and I don't know I think it just like it pulls everything taut so it kind of just looks sexy yeah, I guess and it's like point. a way of staying super tucked in, like it doesn't like bunch around. And... Yeah, it doesn't bunch. And then I don't know. I think there's just something sexy about like when you just you're just wearing it around, and it's just like a shirt that goes up your ass, and you just have like <laughs> you just have your legs out, and it's like I don't know what it is about it. So I'm trying because it makes you look like a kind of fancy horse. Do you think that's it? <laughs> 
There is something horsey about it. I, I mean, it's like the amount of thigh that's like sort of exposed. So much thigh. It sort of makes your butt and thighs look like a horse. Is yeah, that part of it? Perhaps. And it's like also, it's, this also has like kind of a Jane Fonda workout kind of look to it. And then yeah. it's also like, it's very like elegant on top and then so stupid on the bottom. It just makes you look so <laughs> like vulnerable. And, like, the combo of those things is very feminine. There's something erotic about that. Yeah. That combination, for sure. So, the juxtaposition. I'm trying. Of the elegant and vulnerable. Exactly. You know, I'm turning 40 this year. It's time to try some weird yeah. clothes. Um, some weird strappy things. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You're turning 40. How do you feel about that? Kind of weird. Like, you know, you kind of think, like, oh, 40, you're really an adult now. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> you really need no excuses. No excuses. <laughs> You're not a weird little baby anymore. And yet here I am. And yet here we all are <laughs> on the precipice. And it's like, nope, we're still stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but isn't that a comfort in a way? Absolutely. Mm. You don't have to figure it out. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not... God, I'm nowhere near 40. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's been 26 for years. Yes, for many years. No, but Peter turned 40 this year, so I feel like I, or last year, so I feel like I think about that a lot where I'm like, I'm married to a 40-year-old man. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how how did that happen? <laughs> I've been wanting to be married to a 40-year-old man for such a long time. Now it's finally about to happen. <laughs> Wait, but you're not married. Oh, that's right. We're not. <laughs> I forgot we're not married. <laughs> not to be a bitch or anything, but aren't you not married? <laughs> oh, my God. No, you're you're right. I forgot. It's okay. Sometimes I forget that I am married. Yeah. I mean, I literally call him my husband sometimes when it serves me <laughs> to do yeah. so. Yeah. I think you've earned it. Yeah. I put in the time. Yeah, for sure. Um... <laughs> it's like squatters' rights. It's like... <laughs> Well, yeah, it's common law. Yeah, exactly. You're common law married, right? I, I mean, California doesn't have common law, but... We have a dummy P. We have a domestic partnership in the state of New York. Yeah. That's something. So that's that's something. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I found a new subreddit. I forget how I found it, but it's called Waiting to Wed. And it's like mostly just women posting about being like impatient for their partners to propose oh no and it's like it's like i i think it's like um like most subreddits it's like this is for people who know that they can't talk about this with anyone else oh yeah so yeah. there's something that's sort of like okay like yeah, those feelings aren't wrong and sharing them with other people. But like, there's so many stories in there that make me so sad because it's like very clear. Like, you can follow people's sagas where they're like, I think it's gonna happen. And oh, then it no. doesn't. Oh, no. I don't know how I ended up there. I just started going through like alphabetical ones for some reason. Um, <laughs> you needed some new subreddits for 2023. I really did. Yeah. New fresh subreddits to troll. That's so sad. And they have a rule against posting, like, posting or commenting. Why don't you just propose? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's going on? How are your holidays? They How are... is your life? <laughs> it's good. Holidays were sort of 
normal. I didn't get trapped in traveling to the East Coast and back. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I didn't have a problem, luckily. Very luckily. Were there any close calls? You know, our flight was like delayed by a couple hours, but it wasn't a big deal. We were just like, oh, okay, we'll sleep in because we like learned about it before we even got to the airport. Oh, nice. It was very, it was very humane. That's the best. Thank you, Alaska Airlines. You did a great job. You got us there and back. What about you? We stayed here. We ended up canceling the trip. Yeah. We stayed here. We like, it was like 80 degrees in LA on Christmas Day. And we went and had like a barbecue at uh, my brother-in-law's house. It was really pleasant. And... Then we like came home and I cooked dinner and I think we watched TV or a movie or something. Um, that sounds ideal. I think we watched Bros. Oh, had you seen it before? No, I hadn't seen it yet. What did you think? Um, I liked it. It was fun. It's funny. Yeah, we just like spent the break just like watching a lot of movies and uh, catching up on stuff. I finished all I ever want to do. Is watch movies. I never want to watch movies, but I need to. Why? I always appreciate doing it, but I'm never like in the mood to watch a movie. They're so long. That's why I watch them in bits. Yeah. Like I um so Adam got me a Criterion uh subscription for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um so I like have a whole queue of like weird movies on there I want to watch. And so I was watching this movie and it was called Loving Couples. It was really strange. And it took me like huh. a week to get through it. <laughs> I, I would just watch. The sign of a good movie. <laughs> I mean, I really liked it, actually. But it was slow. And so I just watched like chunks of it while I was in the bath. I'm glad I finally finished it. But yeah, it took me a bit. <laughs> a little attention How span. long was it? It was like maybe two and a half hours. Okay. It was long. Uh, You know, and it was in black and white. And it was like a female director. And... Uh, in the 60s and it was about like three different women who are in a maternity ward about to give birth and it was like kind of flashbacks of their lives and their stories and like how they got pregnant and um, it was very like a lot of really sexual parts and very feminist and um, some queerness in there and uh, so when it first came out people were like oh this is terrible this is like way too sexual Um, there's a part where like a bunch of girls are just watching some dogs fuck Um, Tight. Yeah, it was good. Loving couples. Yeah, I think check it out. Do you recommend it? Sure. Yeah, it, I endorse horse it. Oh my gosh, endorse horse. Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset. Now here's something we endorse. Okay, um, endorse horse. It's a 1964 Swedish drama film directed by Mai Zetterling. Okay. It's cool that she was directing movies back then. Um, yeah. It's, it's very interesting, and a lot of the shots are like done in a really interesting way. I support that. It might take you a week to get through it, but it's worth it. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have any endorse horses right now. I feel like I must because I've been watching a lot. Yeah. What's the best movie you saw in the last few weeks? I think I already talked about it. It was Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, yeah. I really liked it. But we watched both Top Guns. Oh, yeah. And I had never seen either. We watched them one day after another, and I enjoyed them both quite a bit. I loved the Um, new one. I thought it was so fun. It was really fun. It was also beat for beat. (laughs) The first movie. Yeah. It was every single scene was a scene from the first movie just rewritten. <laughs> it also just felt like propaganda. But I mean, the yes. the action scene so good. <laughs> the action scenes. The ending was like a little silly with them oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
whatever in the snow. But like, I thought Miles Teller was actually pretty good. I yeah. I don't know. I'm always surprised when I enjoy his performances and things. I think just because there were rumors about him being an anti-vaxxer, I just assume he's an oh, idiot no. and can't do anything. But I don't even know if those rumors are true. <laughs> I've enjoyed him in everything I've seen him in. Like, I finally watched Whiplash, and I thought it was a really detestable, loathsome film. But he was great in it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sign of a good performance. Yeah. When it can transcend, I've heard that Whiplash is really bad. Yeah. It's like a very well shot, well directed, well acted movie that I find just horrific. (laughs) 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 It's really like compelling to watch. And the whole time you're just like, ah, (laughs) yeah. Why were you allowed to do this? (laughs) From what I've heard about it, it's sort of like the moral of the story is like abuse is okay if it makes you good at art. That sort of seems to be the thing, um, which I found, like, interesting. But then also it's like a movie about jazz where black people just don't exist. Uh- <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. um, wait, OK, I have an endorse horse. The new season of I was like speaking of black people. The new season of Southside is so uh, great. It's so good. It's so good. Your brother worked on it, right? Yes, he edited. Yeah. Which is just like, man. The editing's really good, too. It's so it's good. Like, I rarely think about that, too, when I'm watching something. But the editing's really good on that show, too. And he did some really cool stuff where he, like, went to Chicago and shot, like, all this really great B-roll and stuff and, like, drone footage. And they, like, used it in the show. And it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm proud of him. It's a really good it's show. It's such a great show. And it's so silly and so fun. It's so funny. Yeah. I'm really enjoying the new season. And... I don't know. The new season of Sister Wives, I guess. <laughs> I've talked about it already. Um, I've never, okay. I've never partook. It's so weird. It's so, there's, I feel like there's no reason to jump in now. <laughs> but like, I, I, ha- I, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday um, who I had gotten hooked on Love Island, who was clearly looking for something else to watch. And, um, I I like I told her I was watching Sister Wives and she was like, what is that? Is it like a Mormon thing? And I was like, explained it. I was like, um, yes, it's like a, you know, a fundamentalist, you know, a polygamist family in uh, season one. He has three wives and he's courting a fourth and <laughs> we're on season 17 now and he's down to one wife. <laughs> really? Oh, he lost yeah. wives in the process. Oh, my God. That's not what I was and- expecting. All of them have left in, like, the last year. Why? One of them is, like, why? Yeah. Okay, spoiler alert if you don't want to know why the wives left on Sister Wives right now. I'm about to explain it. I want to know. I want you to spoil it. (laughs) What I told my friend was I was like, I want you to go back and watch the pilot and then text me your guess of which was the first wife to leave. Honestly, I think COVID played a big part in, in it because he kind of used COVID as an excuse to only spend time with his favorite wife mm. where he was like, I can't have like us mingling houses. And at first when, at first when I was watching it, I was like, I can't believe that this guy who's definitely like a right wing conspiracy theorist yeah. is taking COVID seriously. But then I read a gossip blind item that was like the reason why he's taking it so seriously is because like... None of his kids are vaccinated and they had like a measles outbreak earlier on in their family like 10 years ago. And it like 
took the whole house down for a while. And oh so now God. he's like paranoid about disease, but not enough to get vaccinated. Oh, my God. And so oh my that's God. why he's being like paranoid about it because he knows like he won't get vaccinated against it. But he was also using it as an excuse not to see his family. Um, and one of his wives, Christine, who was the third wife, who he really only married her because she was like fundamentalist polygamist royalty kind of <laughs> like she really liked him and he wasn't crazy about her. But she pro I think probably early on in their arrangement, from what I can tell, like she sort of agreed, like, I will be the wife who takes care of all the kids because his other two wives worked. And she really wanted to come in and be like the peacemaker third wife. Um, and so she ended up like raising That's what I would do all too. the kids. I would want to come in and be the peacemaker wife. <laughs> That's what she said in the pilot. She was like, I wanted to be, I always only ever wanted to be the third wife because the first wife, you know, um, like the first wife that's something but then when pressure. the second wife comes in there's tension yeah but then when the third wife comes in then it sort of like evens out the energy but um absolutely but what happened was he was just like she just like raised all the kids and got he was never really in love with her and then when he like 16 years later met his fourth wife who's like the one that he loves the most, mm -hmm. she realized how much love he actually had to give that he wasn't giving her. And she started like getting kind of like annoyed mm -hmm. um, and being like, what the fuck? Like, I deserve more. And when COVID started, her daughter needed um, surgery for scoliosis and he didn't go with her to New York to get the surgery. And that was, I think, the last straw for her. Um, so and is... he also, like, hadn't had sex with her in, like, many years. And she was not okay with that. So is the one wife left the fourth one? Of course, yeah. And yeah. so, okay, so so Christine is the third wife. She was the first one to leave. Janelle is the second wife. And um, she and uh, Christine had gotten closer over the last few years, I think because of the Robin stuff anyway, but, um, Janelle left also over COVID because Cody like wouldn't see her sons because they were still like working and seeing their friends. And he was kind of trying to make her choose between seeing him and seeing her kids. And she was like, well, I'm going to choose my kids. Um, and meanwhile, he and Robin also like had a nanny who was coming in from the outside world. Like, there wasn't a good reason why yeah. they, he couldn't see them. And also, Janelle was like, I got vaccinated. <laughs> like, they haven't said on the show that Cody's not vaccinated, but the way Janelle was like, I was following the CDC guidelines. I got vaccinated. Like, strongly implied Cody did not get vaccinated, and we all know that he didn't get vaccinated. Anyway, but Mary, his first wife... <laughs> So she didn't even really choose to leave. But like five years ago, she got catfished because she was like, he was like not giving her love and she got catfished. And then she admitted it because she had to because like it was going to come out that she got catfished by a woman who was pretending to be a man. And it was a whole thing. And um, he just like, I think, used that as an excuse to be like, well, I don't forgive you. And but he he won't like officially separate from her because. I think he wants her to still contribute financially <laughs> um, to the family. Mm -hmm. But um, in the last year, he was like, I don't consider myself married to her. And this was the first time that she finally was like, well, let's just admit that publicly then that you don't consider yourself married to me. Mm -hmm. So in the last year, basically, 
his first three marriages have ended and now it's just him and Robin. Okay. Um, I think I'll maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Did I talk about that for 10 hours? It felt like. (laughs) I lost track somewhere in the middle of who they are. Um, I think (laughs) maybe I'll stick with. I went into a fugue state just now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll stick with selling sunset. Sounds similar in some ways. (laughs) Honestly, kind of. Yeah. Um, anyway, I guess that does that that concludes endorse horse. I don't know. I I don't endorse that show. Can I talk about something I saw on Instagram? Of course, <laughs> always. I don't know how I started following this account. Um, it's called Danny Wang Design. And mm-hmm. do you follow this? He's like a contractor who does the most like Orange County ass like pools you can think of. Just. Like with fountains and... Yeah, like all the posts are just like, this client asked me to to change their yard. And it's a picture of the yard. And then it just shows like a rapid fire, you know, him constructing. And well, it doesn't show him. It shows the people who actually build the things. And it's like, he just changes everything into just cement. And it's just cement barbecue with cement infinity pool with cement hot tub oh, with like God. with like lots of lights and like <clears throat> like waterfall walls and just uh and they're horrible <laughs> just they're very like angular and like minimalist sort of but with too many doodads I'm, I'm looking at it now and it's i get why you followed this i can't stop looking at them they're so they're awful they look like sort of like ai renderings of yeah. yards yeah they're just very they have like no personality um, but he did one in Florida, um, and it was like one of his most popular videos, a project completed in Orlando, Florida. The pool blends into the lake nicely. When you look from the inside of the house, look at that sunset reflection. You know, it's this huge grass lawn leading into the lake that he then changed into this huge black bottom pool. And all the comments are Floridians saying like, uh, no thanks. If it's a black bottom, it's going to be full of gators and snakes. <gasps> And like water oh moccasins and like rule of thumb in Florida, assume all bodies of water are going to contain something dangerous. And if it has a black bottom, it's just where creatures can hide. Oh, my God. And like it's just people freaking out about this. And and that's so funny. It's so I love that so much funny. And and he's just like very defensive. He's just like, well, it matches the lake because it's dark to match the lake behind. And it just gives no because like once they build it, they don't care what happens. <laughs> and he's just like, good thing. I'm I, just I'm finding this now. The yeah. comments are so funny. Um, God, someone wrote. Yeah, you'd have to cover this in safety nets the whole time. Like this, you know, gators are going to yeah, eat the kids. it's going to be horrible. And he just wrote, like, good thing I don't live there. It's like, you... Just you, like, that is the worst thing to say as someone trying to, like, woo any clients. I mean, I guess you you don't need... You have enough of a por- portfolio that you're not going to rely on that. But that is so stupid. It's so funny. It's just like th- this shit just built by the richest people with no taste whatsoever. Just like my favorite thing yeah. to look at. <laughs> oh, boy. I thought you'd enjoy. <laughs> I do. I do. I love. I mean, was 
<laughs> I think I talked about this on the podcast. I definitely posted about it on Instagram about like a thing I saw on Reddit gardening where someone was like, oh, yeah. check out this <laughs> this like shelf that my friend made for plants. And, and it, it just blocked, blocked the whole an window. entire window. <laughs> and also there wasn't room for the plants. It was just like one of the most poorly designed things you could possibly. And just like all of the comments just roasting them. I just, for some reason, I just love people getting roasted for stuff like that. I love it. I um, especially love it if they're like a professional who like builds things yes. for a lot of money. It's just... Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> should oh, know better. Um, should we do chunch chat? Yeah. Is it time for chunch chat? It's time. It's time for chunch chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch. Ben Chunch. I don't have any chunch news today, but I do have gecko news. Um, <laughs> nothing about horses, only lizards and yes. amphibians. Um, some people sent this to me because it's it is remarkable. Martha Stewart on her Instagram, Martha Stewart forty eight. She posted she's in she's been in Madagascar, and she wrote, "This is the first wildlife we encountered in Madagascar." This is not an edited or photoshopped photo. Many exclamation points. Madagascar gecko, and just look at this. Oh my god, I saw this. It looks so photo. I'm like, how is it not photoshopped? What is the gecko standing on? What? It's just on a white background with like a really jagged outline around the gecko. There's so much aliasing on this photo. It clearly, I don't know if she did the new iPhone thing where when you have a photo, you can just hover your finger and then like take the main thing in the photo off the photo and like paste it onto oh, a different right. background. Yes, there's that new thing in the new, yeah, iOS. So where she you can just sort of, it looks like she just zoomed into a terrible photo, did that, and then just pasted it on a white background. But why? Oh my God. Why? And then was like, I didn't edit this. It's like, that's editing. Don't you understand that that's photo editing? It, like, even it has this, like, whole, like, alias artifact on the side where it clearly was a background. You know, it's just, like, yeah. I can see with my eyes that this was edited. So why would you? It's so funny. Why would you do that? It's oh my so gosh. funny. She's so, she's so weird. Someone posted, oh, caught it on a white fridge. Like, no, it's not. this is not on a refrigerator. No, this is just she edited the photo and she doesn't understand why people are confused. My right. God. I love it. I love it. I, I love, love how it. defensive she is about it, too. Like, why even write that? Just post it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> just post your terrible picture and make peace with it. Yeah. Don't try to Wait. defend it. <laughs> <laughs> she has this like weird relationship with her following on Instagram that's like very funny to me. Where she's just like, you fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like any criticism from it being like, this is racist to I think you edited this photo of a gecko. She's like sensitive to all of it and defensive about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. She must preempt any any of it. Um. This is totally unrelated to Trench Chat, but I totally forgot how I spent my Christmas break to talk about it. But even though I think it's pretty interesting, I spent a long time transcribing my grandmother's travel diary from 1937. Whoa. Did I not? I'm like, I totally forgot to bring this up. I was like, I know I did something else over Christmas, and it was this. I spent three days 
typing up from her like Xeroxed cursive writing that like my mom had like Xeroxed her journal because my mom was like, I'm going to send this to my sister so that she has it. But like, I wanted you to see it. And it was from when my grandmother, like I think between her junior and senior year of college, traveled around Europe in 1937. And she spent a bunch of time in Germany. Whoa. In the middle of like Hitler being in charge. Was she scared? Um, no, because like World War II hadn't started yet. Yeah. And I here's what she said about I, I found a few like choice quotes about like Hitler, I guess. Um, where she said, Okay, like they're in Berlin and um the the weather is good and um she said uh <laughs> then skip miss r and i went for a walk so many people in uniform saw the reichstag building and the other house some monuments listened to a concert from the outside for a few minutes etc berlin is really a lovely city if one could only forget the atmosphere wow the atmosphere being Nazism. The, the the vibes were off. Um the vibes were off. Yeah. Um <laughs> wow. And yeah, it's she talks about seeing like various buildings that Hitler has offices in and um she also said that she went to like um then we saw St. Ludwig's Church, the Gallery of Fine Art, a square on which there is a Catholic seminary, a girls' college, and Maximilian University, um, blah, 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 the armory. Um, <laughs> in front is a, is a tomb of the unknown soldier, and one is a wreath weighing I don't know how many tons, symbolizing Germany's burden after the war. The House of the German Art, a new building just opened by Hitler last week, which... She's referring to this, like, basically Nazi propaganda museum that opened there. And she was there, like, a year after the Berlin Olympics, too. So they went and saw a bunch of, like, the Olympic grounds and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking weird to read. Um, but it's also just, like, interesting reading my grandmother's writing when she was, like, 21 years old and talking about, like, boys and stuff. Yeah. Like, did she kind of, like, write about her feelings or anxieties at all? Or, like, was there anything in there that seemed weirdly modern to you or... Um, yeah, I mean, there was some stuff about like one of her friends where um, this was this was a passage where I was like, oh, this is like because so much of it is her just describing in great detail buildings she's yeah. seeing where it's like I can just look up a picture of that building. It's still there. Yeah, um, I'm not interested in that. But um, there's a part where she's talking about one of her friends that she's traveling with where she said, um, I saw a sight of Marcy that I had never realized was there before. I think she could be the type of person one would call lovely. I don't think she's really happy down underneath, and this wit and gaiety is a mask. She's darn good at pretending if that's what it is, and I wonder if perhaps she doesn't do it for her father's sake. I may be wrong. Whoa. And, like, that is kind of the most intimate thing about it. But she also talks about, like, there is um, a guy she met on the boat over there. She met a few guys on the boat over there, like Fritz and Bruno are these guys who they like go out dancing with like on the boat and then they meet up again in Berlin. But then there's a guy who at first she refers to as an Italian, but the later, later she figures out he's Persian. Mm -hmm. And um, 
She said, um, got acquainted with him and he started to teach me Persian. He presented me with the Persian flag and I am the first person he has ever given it to. He is planning to go to America next summer and I should go to Persia sometime. He and Fritz and I sat and talked quite a while after the dancing stopped and they escorted me to my cabin about 1.30. They're both going to write to me or so they say. They had asked Marge and Fran and me to sit at their table, but we decided it would be better if we all sat together. Um, and then the next day... Um, she says that, um, she took another Persian lesson and then, um, she said that she like talked to him for a while. She said like, um, talked to the Persian for a long time and to Bruno and Fritz for a while. They're going to meet us in Berlin. The Persian is an interesting person. His father is a guard or something and has quite a lot of money, I guess. He's living in Berlin now, but also has a villa in Persia. He's studying engineering and is going to be a shipbuilder. He works in a factory. His whole outlook is so different. Um, and then she says... Oh, yes. And I had my hair washed again. This time it was if we should meet in a cafe in Berlin. What a man. <laughs> and I'm trying I was been trying so hard to figure out what that means. Like it's clearly having your hair washed, I think, is like a euphemism for like being blown off. Yeah. Is what I can tell. I think like I think she tried to pin this guy down to be like, are we going to meet up? And he was like, if we should happen to meet. <laughs> what a fuckboy thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Um huh. but anyway, I feel I, like I I found it interesting. I feel like people used to write diaries more as if uh other people would see them almost like they were letters or something. So. Yeah, she never really reveals how she feels about any of these guys or whether she wants any of them. Yeah. Even though it's very clear to me from reading it that she has a crush on this guy yeah. because she says right after that like I'm sad that this part of the trip is ending because we're just beginning to know people, or I should say I am, and there are lots more people on board I'd like to know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you just met this guy, so that's probably what it's about. But um, I don't know. It's It does seem like she's anticipating someone else is going to read it. And I also think they might have had a chaperone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she refers to Miss R a lot as someone who is like with them oh anyway my God. Oh, that's wait. how i spent a lot of time and i like w spent a lot of time like looking up the photos of where they went mm -hmm. which was which was interesting to me too like a lot of that stuff is still there a lot of that stuff is like really beautiful and they were like riding trains around and it just sounded really cool oh i can't i'm wondering who's gonna who's gonna transcribe my diaries after i die <laughs> and all the stuff where I'm like, ah, I want to fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my diaries from that age were just like, oh, I want this boy so bad. <laughs> no, mine are filthy. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't believe you. <laughs> I don't really hold back in my diary. I mean, I'm the only one who's going to read it, supposedly. I mean, maybe not. Maybe someone's going to transcribe it. You never know. <laughs> Only if you write it in like really illegible cursive. Yeah. Um, Adams is like, I can't read it. His handwriting's too hard to read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Peter keeps one. I think he jots down notes on like places we go when we travel and things that we ate. But I don't think he writes down any like 
yeah. internal stuff. But I've I've been keeping my like five year diary. And so now I'm at the point where oh, I have nice. a new year to write. And so it's been interesting, like seeing what I was doing a year ago every time I go to write in it. Yeah. Adam does that. He has a five year um, diary. I think that's where I got the idea from. Yeah. He loves it. He's like really diligent and he carries it with him everywhere. And he writes in it every single day. Um, wow. I, I can do the yearly ones. Uh because I yeah. feel like five years, it's like it's too precious. It's like, what if you lost it or something? Yeah. I'd want to keep it in like a fireproof lockbox. I just keep it next to my bed. I don't carry it around. Yeah. I don't travel with my diaries. I, I have a whole separate one that I use for travel. Yeah. Um, but I do find them useful. So I can like look back and be like, what was I doing on that day? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. There's this. stuff that I like would not remember otherwise, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. There's so many um, like weird little details and like things people said that I wouldn't remember unless I wrote it down. Yeah. Be careful what you say around me. I'll write it down <laughs> and I'll use it later. I should start trying to be like really quotable. One movie that we watched that I did not enjoy very much was The Fablemans. Oh, yeah. Have you watched that? No, it looks a little corny. It is so fucking corny. But one of the things about it that I found particularly grating is that so it's like a an autobiographical movie made by Steven Spielberg about a special little boy who wants to be a director and is like and growing up Jewish and like the actors who play his parents are like not Jewish at all. Um, it's like Michelle Williams, like yeah. one of the like least oh my Jewish looking people in the world. <laughs> um, and uh, it's. I read I heard this review of it and then when I was watching it I remembered the review and I was like oh my god that's like the most true thing I've ever heard which is that um it felt like Steven Spielberg really wanted to include every piece of advice that he's found meaningful in his life whoa so just throughout the movie all of these adult characters are like taking the main kid by the shoulders and being like listen to me <gasps> Let me tell you something about art. <laughs> like, just <laughs> it's like not even always adults. It's like sometimes it's like a kid his age is saying something in a sound bite that's supposed to be like profound. I wish I had a supercut of it. This sounds like all just like so. It's like you know. This sounds like the least naturalistic way to write characters. It really, at it all, really it's just is. have them yeah. spout things. Did was any of the advice like super helpful to you? <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even advice. It was sort of like platitudes. Oh, just like, um, yeah. Ugh. And like the the one part of the movie where I was like, I guess that's like kind of a, it's an interesting choice, but it's still like, you know, like a, like a slightly more interesting choice than you might expect. I still just absolutely hate movies that are about the magic of filmmaking, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene with one of the only actual Jewish actors in the movie um, playing his, like, great uncle who, like, is talking to him about being an artist because he's, like, a guy who, like, worked in the circus and the movies and stuff. And he was like, uh, oh, no, art makes you miserable and you have to just – if you have – if you have the bug, you have to do it and you have to just accept that it's going to like ruin your life kind of. Oh, yeah. I Which relate I, to that. I feel like, yeah, I was like, that is actually like a less sentimental thing than saying like, <laughs> oh, you have to do art because it means something to people. No. And, like, it's a choice that you make and it's a thing that will add value to the world. It's like about your legacy. He didn't say that. He no, was like, it's like, a, no, it's a compulsion. Yeah, it's, and a, it's a thing. Creepy that you little need to compulsion. Do. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can't stop like, biting your nails. You can't stop drawing or whatever, writing. Yeah. And I was like, that at least to me felt like an honest, if, but not like super brave thing to say. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's sacrificing anything by putting that in there, you know, or like, it's still a movie about like, wow, he became a director, the best director, you know, like. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, um, yeah. On the topic of writing down what people say, I um, uh, I did a comic that was in The New Yorker uh, last oh, month. Oh, yeah, I was um, like, th- this should be in Chunch Chat. Yeah, We're I know. We're still in Chunch Chat. I like just remembered. <laughs> um, well, it was really exciting because I'd never done anything for The New Yorker before. And I did like the six page comic, which is so great. Oh, um, their comics editor, Emma Allen, is a horse girl. So that helped. Uh, Nepotism. <laughs> 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 uh, I know. I'm a nepo baby. <laughs> it's kind of stretching the definition of that. But, yeah, no, uh, we need a different word for when a horse girls band together. It really is just like a horse girl shit. But uh, so yeah. I, I. An equa baby. Equa baby. So I pitched this horse comic um, about basically about like how I'm sort of ambivalent about choosing horses instead of having actual children in my life and I'm go back and forth on it but um yeah it was fun but I I wrote about my friend Molly who I met at the barn and I like quoted her um like this time that I was like oh hey Molly did you find out who stole your hose and she just said it was a shit hose it's a shit barn full of shit heads guess what don't care <laughs> and it yeah. made me laugh so much and I put it in there and she was like oh my god I don't remember saying that Wow, I got to be careful what I say around you because you're going to write it all down. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true. I was like, I was afraid because I'd wrote so much about her and, and her losing her horse. And it was like a very sensitive thing. So I was like worried about asking her about permission to use it. But luckily she was just like, oh, my God, yes, I love it. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, judging from the way you wrote about her, it doesn't seem like she would be precious about you doing that, too, because she was like, you know, yeah, seems to have a good life attitude. Yes. Very good sense of humor. Very simpatico. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, that was fun to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to bring that up on this episode. People should check it out. <laughs> it was a good comic. And I'm glad that you got to do that. Thanks. Does that conclude Chunch Chat? Yeah. That concludes Chunch Chat. We'll be right back with One on Fun. Uh-oh. Here we are in One on Fun, the segment where Lisa and I ask each other revealing questions to learn more about each other as people. Um... Oh, yeah. Yeah. What restaurant dish do you wish you knew how to cook at home? Um, Okay. When we were we were in D.C. over Christmas for a few days and Uh there's a lot of good Ethiopian food in this part of D.C. And I became really obsessed. I've had Ethiopian food in D.C. too. It's so good. It's so good. And I became obsessed with this one place, Buna Coffee House. We went there two mornings in a row so I could get the exact same breakfast. And it was beef tibs. So it was like chunks of beef cooked with like really spicy like jalapeno and tomatoes and stuff with like bear bear spice. And then um, they had this like gluten-free teff inera. Is that how you say that? Injera? Injera. Um, Injera, um, the bread. And I was just like, if I could make this at home, I'd be so happy. 
It was like yeah. so delicious. I was like obsessed with it for the whole week we were there. Oh wow. Uh that'd be great. I don't know how hard it is to make injera seems hard. Like well, I mean you guess you'd need sourdough starter and then maybe and you need like teff flour which you could get. Yeah, from, and like a big like a big thing. cooking surface. Yeah. Like a like a wok but flatter. A, a skillet or like a crepe pan. Maybe it's possible. Maybe I should try. Um, and then, yeah, I think the the beef dish seemed actually pretty simple. It was just spiced so perfectly. I don't know what it was about. Yeah. It. it was so spicy. I'm like, oh, God, it was so good. Mm. My mouth is watering thinking about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's my answer. Um, Emily, I can't I can't remember if I've asked you this before and I probably have. But um, I'll ask again. What Jeopardy category would you be the worst at? Oh, um, I'm terrible at any of the periodic table of the elements ones. Oh, yeah. Those are so hard. Yeah. I'm bad at They're those so with, with uh, crossword puzzles, too. I'm always like, eh, I don't know. I'm just like, what the fuck? I don't know. I've been watching The Circle. There's a new season of The Circle, and they did one of those, like, trivia game nights on it, which is, like, it's so fun because it just re- reveals to you how stupid these people actually are. But one of the, like questions which was uncharacteristically hard for the game was what's the first element in the periodic table of the elements and it cut to someone trying to think of the answer being like fire water (laughs) earth (laughs) like (laughs) i don't know Um, i know that the table is definitely like organized in a very specific way and i don't know what it is and i don't i haven't i I feel like i haven't even looked at the table since like high school here's my guess I think that the periodic table is organized by like popularity, <laughs> the number of atoms in a molecule. Oh yeah, that's ringing a bell. Where it's like one is a you know like how many? I don't know. I think they should organize it the same way I organize anything when I'm looking at a at a e-commerce site, which they should order it by best selling. So what are, what are the best? Yes. The most carbon way up there. This, yeah. So the actual first element is hydrogen, which I'm like, okay, I guess it's in water. Like, just order <laughs> them by popularity. I don't care about yeah, those. Oxygen, number one. And then if you want to get into the deep cut, like indie elements, you can yeah. go down there. <laughs> God, I'm such an idiot. It's amazing. I, I'm very, I'm very stupid. Um, how do I anyway, even, how do I even put my pants on in the morning? <laughs> yeah. So, like, the periodic table of the elements, I'm like, I'm very bad at that, and I'm not good at guessing them either. Yeah. Um, at least you know, especially what you'd have to improve at. Yeah, like I could sit down and try and memorize it if I knew I was going to be on Jeopardy. I yeah. could like sit down and really try because you sometimes one it. of the ones are like they'll have you like add up what the numbers are of the like like you have to know what the abbreviations are that's like one where it's like all you can do is memorize it in order to find that that's yeah. like the only way to do well at those questions so God, that seems hard what about you uh it would be like rivers uh like like <laughs> geography and rivers in particular just rivers of the world i don't know how people memorize those that's yeah seems crazy to me there are just so many of them there's a few big ones that I can sometimes guess and get right. The like denial. <laughs> one of the <laughs> denial, the Thames. Sometimes yeah. I guess the Po. Um the, the Seine, right? The Amazon. Yeah, the um, Rio yeah, de Janeiro. The, the Rhine, the Rhone. I I'm like I know enough of those that like I'm like okay, I, the, the Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> 
You yeah. know what? Like, <laughs> I've, that's it. That's all the rivers I know. I don't know yeah. any more than that. There's an Indigo Girls song um, called Ghost where they say one of the lines is, the Mississippi's mighty. It starts in Minnesota. And every so often that lyric comes in handy when I'm like, when there's like a clue about the Mississippi and it talking about it start where it starts, you know, I'm like, I know from the Indigo Girls that it starts in Minnesota. <laughs> Is the Mississippi the one that Grimes uh, got in trouble for like trying to ride a boat barge down? Yeah, she rode like a houseboat down the Mississippi oh. and it had like a bunch of chickens on it and potatoes and stuff. Um, oh, my God. Just like a weird thing to do when you're when you're a young artsy person interesting yeah i had friends who did that too were they on the same boat with grimes i just now i'm like i have to find out it's it's plausible it's unlikely but it's plausible this happened in 2009 this was like before grimes was grimes Um, yeah it's just very funny that she went on this like little tom sawyer yeah thing Oh, Grimes. And then she married the richest man. Oh, no longer the richest man. Oh, he's And they didn't get married. He's losing money. She had several babies with him. Um, yeah. I like she was recently, I don't know. I don't, we don't need to talk about Grimes. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just not. Uh, did you ask me a question yet? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. That concludes uh, One on Fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Jay Keith, do you know what I love more than the trivia, comedy, and celebrity guests on our podcast, Go Fact Yourself? No, what, Helen? Sharing all of those things with an actual audience. Yes, well, lucky for you, Go Fact Yourself is back to being a live audience show. Woohoo! Yeah, we've got a free recording coming up on January 15th in Los Angeles and February 11th in Pasadena. And if you can't make it there, all of our recordings will still be available as a podcast. Twice a month, every month on MaximumFun.org. Yeah, no excuses. So if you're not listening, you can go fact yourself. Hey there, it's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Lara House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's Let's get get tiny! Welcome to Wiki Wiki of the the Week. week. Um, This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Josh Peterman. (laughs) Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. It is the Wikipedia page (laughs) for nudicles. (laughs) This is one of, I think, the shortest pages we've ever done, but I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I have a feeling we are going to milk it. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, What are these? Nudicles. Nudicles 
are prosthetic testicular implants for neutered dogs and other domestic animals. The implants may be made of polypropylene or silicone. The human race was a mistake. Like, (laughs) us inventing this. Come on. Okay. So had you heard of these before? I definitely had at some point, but then I forgot about it because it was just like so stupid. I almost. I had to. Okay. So here's the thing that I'm like, this is the new information for me. I had heard of these before and I had just sort of assumed that they served a specific purpose. Yeah. That like there was a veterinary reason. Yeah. There was like some sort of medical problem that they solved or that they helped like actualize the desires of the dogs. (laughs) Yes. And as we will reveal in the reading of this page, that is not. The case. Not true. <laughs> They're by people for people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, history. Greg Miller, if this fuck, developed the idea for nudicles after his bloodhound buck was castrated to stop his wandering. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And wandering. there is a picture of that dog, and that dog rocks. It's a really cute dog. <laughs> I think you should have just let him wander. Um, Just kidding. Miller, along with a veterinarian, patented the procedure for implanting nudicles. To sell his idea, Miller established CTI, Canine Testicular Implant Corporation. And the first commercial nudicles were implanted in 1995. Miller won the 2005 uh, Ig-, Ig Nobel Prize in Medicine, a parody of the real Nobel Prize for the invention of nudicles. From the patent, while recognizing that responsible pet ownership requires neutering, nonetheless, many pet owners find themselves uncomfortable with such a disfiguring procedure. The permanently altered appearance of their pet serves as a constant reminder of their surgical choice. Comments by strangers who misidentify the gender of the pet may serve to exacerbate this discomfort. Who the fuck gives a shit if someone's like, oh, what a pretty girl to a dog? Well, that's very emasculating to their owner, Emily. <laughs> it's like deeply embarrassing and that causes emotional distress <laughs> in the kind of person who it's would like, buy nudicles. What a fucking loser you have to I know, be. like what the fragility. Come the- on. This is toxic masculinity at its worst. At its worst. And, like, disfiguring. I mean, like, are the balls nice? Like, do you like the look of balls dangling on a dog? Every time I see it, I'm like, ugh. I know. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you that you felt the need to keep your dog intact? What's going on? What's going on? Um, The company states that humans cannot legally get nudicles. (laughs) Okay. While the materials in them are approved by the FDA, a second approval is required for similar implants in any specific areas of the human body. In 2018, it was reported that Miller has no plans for nudicles for humans due to the cost and the time needed for FDA approval. Don't they already have, like, prosthetic testicles for humans? Yeah. They must. They must, right? I mean, they if you can make a boob, you can make a ball. Yeah. Just make it out of the same stuff as the boob, but just make it a much smaller boob. Is that one of the um, platitudes that's in the Fablemans? If you can make a boob, you can make a ball. <laughs> I think we've come up with several this episode that Spielberg should yeah, consider. Yeah, that could be used. Yeah. When we write the movie of how we became Steven Spielberg. Um, opposition. In the UK, the regulatory body for veterinarians... <laughs> 
<laughs> Why don't I? I know what the word is. It's so hard to say. It's, I, it was my dream to become a veterinarian when I was young, and I didn't because the word was too hard to say. In the UK, the regulatory body for veterinarians, the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons, states that the use of any form of cosmetic surgery is unethical. They don't specify for animals, but I think that's what they mean. <laughs> wow. The Veterinary Council of New Zealand says the insertion of nudicles, prosthetic testicles, cannot be justified. The procedure has no benefit to the animal and can be used to conceal genetic defects. Yeah, it's just absolutely the vanity of the owners. And it's... <sighs> it's just... It's so stupid. I, I'm sorry. I'm just like flabbergasted. Um, popular culture. Well, 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 well. Look who shows up here. <laughs> Wellity, wellity. Um, on the reality TV show Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian's dog Rocky was given nudicles. Like, God, of course. Why? Of course. Why? Would if you anyone do was going to do it. <sighs> On season two, episode 10, High School Reunion of the television comedy The League, Kevin publishes in the group's high school reunion program that Andre had a nudicle inserted after he was sack-tapped so hard that my left <laughs> testicle was damaged and eventually had to be removed. Again, toxic masculinity. <laughs> uh, sack-tapped. Um, in Josh's submission email of this page, there were quotes that I didn't recognize from the Wikipedia page, and it's because they're from the website. And... um. They are. Um, it began in 1995 with patented nudicles, testicular implantation for pets, helping neuter hesitant pet owners overcome the trauma of altering and allowing their beloved pet to retain its natural look and self-esteem. <laughs> no, the animal doesn't. The animal does not care. They don't care. They, they don't, don't know. They They're don't not going to be like, oh, yay, I have my nuts back. If anything, taking the nuts away just, like, helps them calm down. Like, it reduces their anxiety, in my opinion. Also, it's just, like, we cannot know the interiority of a dog like that. Nope, you can't. People sure will project literally anything onto animals to serve whatever weird ideas they have. Yes. <laughs> I mean, myself included. I do it, but not, yeah. to, not to this degree. We all do it. Should I give, um, should I give Junie prosthetic boobs? <laughs> She actually does have teats. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm on I'm on the Nudicles website. Oh man! Oh man! They sell keychains. <gasps> Are they just dog balls? Yes, on a keychain, just like the actual like Nudicles themselves, just like on a keychain. So wait, um, if if Nudicles are illegal, how do they? How do you get them into your dog? You just oh, they're not illegal for dogs. They're oh, illegal for people. Right, 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 right. Oh, my um, God. Oh, my God. He has a book called Going, Going Nuts. The story had to be told. And it's just a, and the cover is just like two walnuts. <laughs> oh, my God. They oh. have a picture of Kim Kardashian on the website um, holding her dog. And um, uh, that uh, they it also just like the website itself is like kind of amazing like graphic design is my passion vibe this is incredible you can get nudicles earrings oh my god i love the hat it just says nudicles it's like nothing ever changed that's their slogan oh my god i kind of oh my god. i kind of want this hat and i also I kind of do too and i like the barbecue apron uh. <laughs> 
Should we get these hats? <laughs> the shirt, the baseball jersey. The stress uh, balls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, they have them for cats, too. Of course. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Um, they do have pictures of horses on their website, so I think you could get them for horses, but I don't see them for sale. That seems to be the implication. That's implied. But I, I would don't know love if they, if they just had like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Can turtles be neutered? I don't think so. How do you get inside that shell? Yeah. I assume that a, a turtle's testicles are inside the shell, right? <laughs> I don't think you can neuter a bird. I don't think that's a thing because it's like kind of hard <laughs> to sex a bird in the first place. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, I love that the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons was just like, uh-uh, this fucking yeah. sucks. Um, Fuck this shit. When but I... no one in America has stepped up to be like, let's stop. Yeah, no. Um. When my when I was like nine, my parents were on sabbatical in England, and so we lived there for a while. And the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons was was close to there in Potter's Bar. And the farmer who had a farm in our backyard, whenever an animal on his farm died, he would drive it over there so that the students could like play with it, you know? Oh, um, which is really interesting. That's, and they were really cool. Yeah. Like all the people there were really, really nice. So whenever That's I hear really about the Royal College, yeah. I'm just like, oh, because like when I was a kid, I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a student at this <gasps> college. And then I decided not to be a vet. So I never did it. But yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, they made the right call, I would say. They did. I, I agree with yeah. their expert knowledge on this. That this is stupid. <laughs> and unnecessary. <laughs> it's just it's just such a weird thing. It's such a weird thing. It's way too much projection. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for sending that to us, Josh. Thank you so much. That concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? I learned that Kim K put fake balls on a dog. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to know, but I now I do. Nope. Just add that to the list of things she's done. Yeah. And I learned, I guess, did I learn something today? <laughs> um. <laughs> wow, we're really, what did we do? What did I, did I, I learned, I mean, I learned that nudicles serve no medical purpose. I did learn that today. Yeah, you I, did. I think I could have gotten there on my own, but I think that uh, today is the first time I've actually sat down and thought about it. Yeah, and the podcast helped you learn that. Yes, it really did. <laughs> it was instrumental, you might even say. <laughs> I think we uh, all did a great job today, and next time we'll do even better. I think so. Yeah. We have such a backlog of like your submissions of like dream talking things and shit like that. But I don't know if my brain works enough for it. Unless you've got some stuff lined up, Lisa. Do I have stuff? No, not today. You know, today. Let's ease into the new year, y'all. Yeah, it's a little gray out. Well, is it? No, I see some blue sky. Never mind. I can't use that as an excuse. It's been really, <laughs> it's been really rainy in L.A. And I feel like it's like just made things a little... It's made things a little funky. 
Just a little funky. You know, it's it's raining so much and you'd think we'd be like, yay, the drought's over. But it's it's normally the drought is so bad here that the ground like can't even take in the rain. So it's just. No. And we we are not prepared for stormwater capture. No. So it's not like this is going to solve the drought. No, it's all just like running off into the ocean and carrying with yeah. it all sorts of crazy bacteria. All sorts of trash. And uh, yeah. And so we're not really properly using the rain we've got. We're just no. kind of flooded with it <laughs> yeah and we're gonna get more uh, just like a, sh- a small psa if you're in the bay area for the floods or if you're in an area that's flooding don't fucking play in the flood water it's got poop in it it's so gross <laughs> please don't play in the poop water that's just all i wanted to say i'd be tempted i understand yeah i and i feel like tiktok is exacerbating people's sort of like showy behaviors with that stuff yeah um but yeah, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> wear wear um, wear waders to protect yourselves from yeah. the flesh eating bacteria and poops. And all that. And all that. Um be safe out there, you guys. Stay dry. Um we love you. <laughs> um that's our show. You can email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail dot com. Um Thanks to Rob Hera for editing this shit together, slapping it all together, making something out of what we've done here. (laughs) Making something out of something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for our theme music. Yay. Um, And And goodbye. goodbye. Yay. Yay. We did it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.